Tuesday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your afternoon is off to a fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including the National Football League. Finally, former Duke star quarterback Daniel Jones has signed his rookie deal with the New York Giants. Every other newcomer for that franchise had already signed their contract. Did you know that unless you sign such things, you're not allowed to practice? That matters now that everybody is back in preseason camp or soon to be there. We have the Carolina Panthers in mind with their reporting to Spartanburg on deck for tomorrow and actual football starting to fly on Thursday. What was the most interesting thing you learned if you saw the all or nothing docu-series from Amazon that debuted over the weekend? That was looking back at the 2018 season. Looking forward, what's your number one question about the 2019 Panthers who are about to begin that 2019 journey. I'll offer my thoughts on that one. We, of course, will welcome yours as well. We have the NBA on our mind today, college football, a little Major League Baseball, a question about the ACC Network, which will launch August 22nd. So we are officially less than one month away from that new channel finally becoming a reality. We have a classic sports movie challenge ready for launch a little bit later in today's program. We have three great guests. Darren Gant from NBC on the NFL. Kurt Busch drives the number one car and wants to, at the age of 40, finish number one in the point standings. He actually won 10 days ago in Kentucky, beating out brother Kyle on the final lap. They could have put each other into the wall. Instead, they finished one and two in Kentucky. Kurt Busch has won in our backyard as well. The all-star race, the Coca-Cola 600. Remember, he's the guy who won the Daytona 500 two years ago, partied with Rob Gronkowski, among others, all night long, and then was kind enough to join us on the David Glenn Show the following day. Kurt Busch, a little reunion later in today's program. He'll drop by in about 60 minutes. Darren Gant on the NFL in our third hour. And a special guest, a surprise appearance, if you will, here in the basketball offseason. Dave Odom is going to drop by. Former ECU coach, former South Carolina Gamecocks coach, and maybe most famously, former Wake Forest basketball coach. That Tim Duncan guy is back with the San Antonio Spurs. Now, that is the only NBA franchise that Timmy D has ever known, right? Wake Forest for the four full years in Winston-Salem under Dave Odom prior to becoming that number one overall pick in the 1997 NBA draft. Dave Odom eventually found Tim Duncan in the Virgin Islands, where, remember, he was first a star swimmer and had to be talked into trying basketball a little bit later in his childhood. Tim Duncan is now back in the NBA as an assistant coach. Remember, he is the only player who is on all five of the Spurs NBA title teams. To this moment, he's still the franchise's all-time leader in points and rebounds and blocks. He is an understated personality, to say the least. I have written about him a lot over the years. And whereas in many journalistic endeavors, you're not surprised when somebody is hard to get on the phone. 
right? If it's a bad news kind of story, people may not want to return your calls as much. If it's a good news kind of story, you know, Tim Duncan taking over the basketball world, representing the United States internationally. The under-recruited superstar from the Virgin Islands who turned out to be that incredible player at Wake Forest and that number one overall pick and arguably one of the greatest power forwards in NBA history. Timmy D is such an understated personality that I spent months chasing him for essentially a fluff piece. Like, Timmy D, man, it's all good. I just don't want to use quotes of yours from a year ago or two years ago or five years ago. And he'd be like, well, just talk to Pop. Greg Popovich will say some nice things about me. I'll just talk to my buddy so-and-so. He was my friend at Wake Forest. He can tell us, tell you about some of our charitable endeavors in Winston-Salem and maybe stuff my foundation is doing in San Antonio. Talk to my wife. Interview somebody else. Timmy D., you're the subject of the article, man. Just a few minutes would be great. Eventually we chatted, and of course, uh, what I hope was a really fun feature piece was written years ago in the pages of the ACC Sports Journal. We'll get into some Timmy D stuff, including why I admire him for reasons way beyond basketball. Did you know that that Tim Duncan was divorced six years ago? In the process of that divorce, you want to talk about headlines that I'll bet you 99% of you don't know about one of the greatest power forwards in the history of basketball. Stuff happens, right? People get divorced. Six years ago, as they're going through the divorce, Tim Duncan's attorney finds all sorts of financial irregularities. Hey, Timmy D., where's this money? Oh, my guy is doing something with that. Where's this other money? Oh, my guy is handling that, like his financial advisor. What about this investment over here? Where's all the paperwork? I don't know. Call my guy. He'll tell you what's going on. So his divorce attorney figures out that his financial advisor had been swindling money from him. Timmy D. estimated he lost almost $25 million. Now, he made a lot of money. But that's a big fell swoop, right? So you're in the process of the pain and anguish and financial strife of a divorce. And in the midst of that, you learn that you've been swindled by your financial advisor. If you can stay that positive, if you can still be that guy, if you can still funnel through your foundation all sorts of charitable endeavors through your home nation of the Virgin Islands, but also your college hometown of Winston-Salem, your professional hometown, if you will, San Antonio. More reasons than you might imagine to admire and respect Tim Duncan if you only knew him as a basketball player. If you did not see the Spurs' official statement, by the way, as we have Timmy D in mind with our question of the day, who are the most world-famous sports figures that we can claim for our state as representatives of our state, maybe childhood or otherwise, born here, raised here, or our pro teams or our universities, like Timmy D would qualify, wasn't born here, wasn't raised here, but represented the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest for four years. I don't think he's number one. I think we'd all agree Michael Jordan is the number one answer to that question of the day. Who are the most world famous? Not in our state, not in our country, who are the most world-famous sports figures we can claim 
as representatives of our state, our pro teams, or our universities? I believe Timmy D is one of the top ten answers to that question of the day. Basketball, remember, is truly a global sport, unlike many others that are more Americanized sports. The NBA, of course, is a global league. You also have the Olympics. Timmy D wore the red, white, and blue internationally. He's also a relatively recent guy, so some of the most famous sports figures we've ever had. If you came along before the explosion of TV or the explosion of the Internet, well, you were still famous, but you might not have been truly world famous. Who are those most world famous sports figures we can claim as representatives of our state of North Carolina, our pro teams here in North Carolina, or our universities here in North Carolina? We're going to build a top 10 list today. Ask yourself this. Would lots of people on other continents know of this person? Like Michael Jordan, the answer is yes, for all sorts of reasons. But in Asia, in Europe, in South America, in Africa... Do they know as much about, you know, American football stars? Not as much. It's not as worldly a game. Do they know as much about our NASCAR superstars? I mean, the king, Richard Petty, you can't get much more famous in North Carolina. But NASCAR is more of an American sport than a world sport. So plenty famous here, plenty famous around our country. Not probably all that well-known, relatively speaking, around the world. Who are the most world-famous sports figures we can claim as representatives of our state, our pro teams, or our universities as we come at you on our unprecedented statewide platform across North Carolina in almost 300 North Carolina cities and towns? I have NFL news beyond Daniel Jones. I have NBA news beyond Tim Duncan. College football is back in the headlines. Practice is almost here. The all-ACC preseason football team has been announced. And brace yourself, the Clemson Tigers had 13 of the 27 players on that first team. Offense, defense, and special teams. Adds up to 27. So that's Dabo and the Tigers' 13 representatives. The rest of the league combined has 14 representatives on that same preseason all-ACC football team. I was asked in Charlotte at the kickoff event, DG, is this the most dominant ACC football program you have ever seen in more than three decades of covering this league? Answer is no, but Dabo and the Tigers are gaining on my actual answer to that question. I'll share those details on the other side as well. If you're a baseball fan, what is the best free souvenir you have ever taken home? And I'll say, I'll broaden it from any sporting event. Why do I ask? And let me, let me put an asterisk on that. Besides an autograph, besides an autograph, what is the best free souvenir you have ever taken home from a sporting event? Why do I ask this question? Well, more than any other sport, I think baseball offers that chance to go to the ballpark. And if you're a kid especially, but maybe even today, you look forward to the possibility of catching a home run ball or a foul ball. You may not know this, but as of this week, for the first time in the history of a sport, that goes back to like the 1800s. There are two and counting Major League Baseball franchises that now have extended the safety netting from behind home plate, where it's been for a long, long time, all the way to both foul poles. The Chicago White Sox became the first earlier this week. The Washington Nationals are becoming the second essentially today. And the other teams are discussing what is the right way to handle such things when in recent years, 
One lady died while being struck by a foul ball. A lot of others, little kids, but older people included, have been seriously injured and taken to the hospital. ESPN commissioned a study just last month asking fans whether or not they supported the installation of this extended safety netting at Major League Baseball ballparks. 78% said yes, 22% said no, and those who said no said they didn't want the reduced access to players for pregame autographs or other purposes, and they didn't want a reduced chance of catching a foul ball. That's something that a lot of people look forward to. You can chime in on that topic of the day as well as the White Sox and the Nationals are changing the rules, if you will, even as the MLB folks did change the rule year before last. All 30 teams extended those safety nets to the ends of the, the far ends of the dugout. That was required by baseball. That was changed by rule. The rest, it's case by case, franchise by franchise. The reactions to little kids being sent to the hospital or the recent tragedy and death of a Dodgers fan, I believe it was, changing the way people look at these things and changing the way we talk about them as well. You can chime in on that baseball question of the day, the NFL question of the day we'll get to, and the broadest question of the day is this. Who, who are those most world-famous sports figures we can claim as representatives of our state, our pro teams, or our universities, trying to figure out if Michael Jordan is number one, where does Timmy D fall, and who else belongs in our statewide top ten? You can chime in at 1-800-849-2761. Kurt Busch in 45 minutes. He just beat Kyle at Kentucky, and he wants, at the age of 40, to go out John Elway mic drop style, maybe with a Cup Series championship. He is in the running for that as we speak. Dave Odom later in our second hour on Tim Duncan and other things. Darren Gant on all things NFL in hour number three. We'll also have a classic sports movie challenge today. Intern Drew will be on my side of the glass and on the proverbial hot seat. That means prizes for you for otherwise useless sports trivia information. If you're new to our program, it is the fastest-growing game show in all of sports radio. We bring it out only in the month of July. We play the audio from a classic sports movie as voted by you, our listeners, many years ago. You listen to the audio. You identify the name of the movie. You get a pick from our prize closet. And then, in this case, intern Drew will dazzle us with fascinating yet little-known details about a sports movie that we all thought we knew well until the interns opened our eyes to much more fascinating details. 1-800-849-2761. Why I admire Timmy D for reasons way beyond basketball as he returns to the Spurs. And if you did not see the Spurs' official statement announcing his hire, he's not named in the headline and the only reference to Tim Duncan, seriously, in the entire announcement is one sentence long and does not mention the fact that he is a five-time NBA champion or the franchise leader in points, rebounds, and blocks, even though he did all of that in a San Antonio Spurs uniform. That's understated, folks. So even his return to basketball as an assistant coach 
follows that formula. Dave Odom on the Tim Duncan story, Darren Gant on the NFL, Kurt Busch on all things NASCAR and Brotherhood and John Elway-style mic drops. Eric wants to get the phone calls rolling. John wants in as well. Who are the most world-famous sports figures we can claim as representatives of our state of North Carolina or our pro teams or universities here? Timmy D is somewhere in the top ten, but I'm not sure he makes, like, the top three. We'll see. With your votes, I'll have my own. 1-800-849-2761. That's how you can join us on the David Glenn Show. Mr. President, Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We have three great guests later. We have room for your calls now. Tim Duncan is in the headlines. He's back in the NBA. He's rejoining the only franchise he's ever known at that level, this time as an assistant coach. The official release led to our question of the day because Timmy D is the most understated big personality that I have ever encountered. The question of the day is really about our state in any sport who are the most world-famous sports figures we can claim as representatives of our state, our pro teams, our universities, or otherwise, you can jump in with your answer. We all agree that Michael Jordan, if you were on the streets of Paris, or I'm taking the family to London, England next month, or you're in Berlin, or Beijing, China, or somewhere in South Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and you ask a Michael Jordan question, you're going to get a nice percentage of people who have an idea of whom you're talking about, right? Most people, even great people, are not quite world famous. I believe Tim Duncan would be one of the 10 best answers to the question of the day. I think because he's represented the red, white, and blue, he's known by some more that might not follow the NBA as passionately. I think because the NBA is the world's number one basketball league. You know, the Super Bowl, American football, if you will, is watched by 100 million people. That's in our country. The World Cup in soccer is a truly global enterprise. The Super Bowl is getting a little bit more global, but it's still described as American football to those beyond North America. If you're in basketball, you have a better chance to be truly world famous than even if you were pick your favorite, like Luke Keekley of the Panthers, Cam Newton of the Panthers, or a guy who was famous at UNC before becoming even more famous in the NFL, Lawrence Taylor would qualify as an answer to the question of the day. Now, Lawrence Taylor in all 50 states still carries some serious name recognition, right? But if you're somewhere else in the world, do they know Lawrence Taylor the way they know Michael Jordan? I don't know. It starts to get trickier in sports that are not quite as global as basketball is. Who are the most world-famous sports figures we can claim as representatives of our state of North Carolina, our pro teams, or our universities. Of course, Timmy D is a proud product of Wake Forest right here in our backyard. As we go to John and Raleigh and you at 1-800-849-2761, the Spurs release yesterday included one sentence. Ready for this? Duncan, comma, 
1997 Wake Forest graduate, played 19 seasons with the Spurs before retiring in the summer of 2016. I mean, that's it. That's that's the Timmy D reference. There's another guy hired by the Spurs yesterday named Will Hardy. There is more in the bulk of the release about a guy named Will Hardy than there is about Tim Duncan. In case you needed the reminder, he made 15 All-Star games. He made All-NBA 15 times. He was the Finals MVP three times. He was a five-time NBA champion, and he was a two-time NBA MVP. You would think any other release about any other player might have found room for, a, for those accolades for a guy described as maybe the greatest power forward in the history of the sport of basketball. Who are the most world-famous sports figures we can claim as representatives of our state, our pro teams, or our universities? MJ is number one. Tim Duncan somewhere in the top 10, and I think John and Raleigh has another sure thing in another one of those sports that uh, is more global than it is purely American. John, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, what's up, DG? Thanks for having me. Great to have you. I um, think you've got to include uh, Arnold Palmer out of Wake Forest for golf. I think you're right, man. Now, he, I think older guys, and of course, Arnie is no longer with us, but those who came along a long time ago, there's a little bit of a disadvantage if you if some of your greatness predated like the explosion of television, right? But because golf is a truly global game and even was back then, right? Arnold Palmer certainly in much of Europe, you're everybody's going to know who that king was, right? And he's originally from Pennsylvania. Shout out to the Keystone State. Uh, where I was raised, but Arnold Palmer, four years at Wake Forest. He was an all-ACC guy and a champion there. I believe his time at Wake was interrupted by he represented our country in the Coast Guard, seriously. So in the middle of his Demon Deacon spectacle, there he was representing our country. But I, I would, you know, I'm, I'm leaning in favor. We're getting a lot of votes for Steph Curry. I don't know if that's recency bias, but Steph is truly a worldwide phenomenon, right? Arnie was a worldwide phenomenon. I'm getting votes for, what do you think of this? Mia Hamm. Now, soccer is a worldwide phenomenon. Women's soccer, not as much until the 90s and beyond. But Mia Hamm, former UNC star, U.S. women's national team star, she kind of helped put women's soccer on the map. So I'm going to find a place for Mia Hamm in our top 10. And I like John's nominee as well. There is no way we could have a top 10 without Arnold Palmer. No way. That's, that is a truly global icon in the world of golf. 1-800-849-2761. I feel like half my votes are for basketball people. Are you with me that Timmy D makes the top 10, right? I, I as think understated yeah. as his personality is. Yes? Yeah, I think so. And, and I think there are a lot of basketball guys on here because you mentioned earlier, Michael Jordan, famous worldwide for reasons really – related to basketball oh but not just, not just Nike. because of the basketball yeah, right I mean, pitch man dream team you, you know unc chicago bulls uh businessman right i mean yeah and, and there's something to be said jump to me man logo yeah all so of the above there's something to be said to me for an nba star who has his own shoe and steph curry has sort of elevated himself to that that 
not the level of Michael Jordan, obviously, but he's there as an international icon because of Under Armour and the way that they've marketed Steph as a player and as a pitch man. Here's what's funky about the world-famous part of the question, because, Darren, you're a baseball guy, as am I. If we listed the most famous athletes from our state in any sport, old-school catfish, catfish hunter would be on that list. Old-school Gaylord Perry and his brother Jim would be on that list. Modern-day Madison Bumgarner of the San Francisco Giants would be on that list. These guys are all North Carolina products, you know, all in their various Hall of Fame, some of them including the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame, right, and deservedly so. But are they worldwide figures? I don't think they are. I, to a degree, yes, but as compared to Michael Jordan, Steph Curry, Tim Duncan, a more global game that is – there are NBA fans – you know, Yao Ming and others helped create a wave of Chinese NBA fans. There were some before Yao, and there are a lot more now. Dirk Nowitzki made the NBA a lot more relevant in Germany and other parts of Europe, right? And you can pick your favorite examples. Manu Ginobili, you know, Tony Parker's from France. They might have heard of the NBA, but if you have one of your own representing your country or your city or whatever – and you know it's the world's best basketball league, it's just going ex- to expand that horizon. So the NBA long ago became that global game. And I, I think between coaches and players, basketball might make up like more than half of our top ten. Mike Krzyzewski's got to be on this list, right? Mike Krzyzewski, Team USA head coach, there's some global recognition and exposure. Five-time national champion at Duke. I don't know what the international numbers are for March Madness, but that makes it more than just an American sport. Certainly the Olympics and the World Championships makes basketball more than just an American sport, even at the college level. Dean Smith before Coach K, certainly a contender for the top 10. Although when Coach Smith, what, was, what would it be? 90% of Coach Smith's career was before the internet. And what? 60% of his, no, nah, half of his career was before college basketball kind of exploded as a TV product. So there, it's not recency bias as much as it is. It was hard to be truly world famous, harder in the 60s and 70s when Coach Smith, that's like the first half of his career, harder to be truly world famous if you came along when Gaylord Perry and, you know, Richard the King Petty and NASCAR and Dean Smith and college basketball some of our most famous figures came along at a time where it was harder to be truly worldwide, right? Is that my making sense so far? Yeah, yeah. To, through your twenty and thirty something sure. year old before brain? the onset of of TV and and more recently the internet, I think it's it's been made easier to be world famous. Can we lock these into our top ten? Because I'm building a time capsule today. MJ is going to be number one. Nobody's going to talk me out of that. Steph Curry might be number two. Yeah, I think so. He might be, and people are going to say that's recency bias. I don't know. If you stop somebody in Rio de Janeiro, I think they know who Steph is in Beijing, in Paris, in London, wherever. I think they know in large numbers. I think Coach K is going to be a top five. I think Arnold Palmer is going to be a top five. Shout out to the old school guys. Mia Hamm's going to be in the top ten. Timmy D will be in the top 10, but I do think his understated personality kind of drops him a little bit in the top yeah, 10. I mean, right? let's be real. He could have been a lot more famous if than he was. If he wanted was. to, yeah. right? Uh, how about a Jimmy V? 
Jimmy V is an iconic figure in the battle against cancer. Espy's, of course, national championship basketball coach. He's going to be in the top ten. I'm, run, I'm running out of spots in our top ten. Right. But notice, notice the basketball flavor. There's something about hoops that is more international than NASCAR or, say, the NHL. You know I'd love to say that give me any of these dudes. Give me a Rod Brindamore. Give me a Cam Ward as a goalie and, and playoff MVP in 2006. Give me a Peter Laviolette or an Eric Stahl. They're, of course, huge parts of the fabric of our state's sports history, given what happened 13 years ago in that run to the Stanley Cup title. But I don't think there's a hockey guy in the top 10, right? Famous to us, world famous a little, but, but probably not a real candidate for the top 10, I would think. There are creative nominees pouring in from beyond the obvious corners of this sports universe. I think they may be on to something. We'll come back to those calls. Stephen and Matthew and others want in on the question of the day. With Tim Duncan back in the NBA, who are the most world-famous sports figures we can claim as representatives of our state or our pro teams or our universities? Michael Jordan, Steph Curry, Mike Krzyzewski, Arnold Palmer, Mia Hamm, Tim Duncan, Jimmy V, Dean Smith. I'm not sure how many of the other nominees are going to make it into our final top 10, but those are the truest of all contenders so far. Kurt Busch from the NASCAR world joins us in less than 30 minutes. Dave Odom, the guy who found Tim Duncan in the Virgin Islands and signed him to play for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Coach Odom's going to join us in about 60 minutes. Darren Gant on all things NFL in hour number three as the Panthers are just one day away from reporting to preseason camp in Spartanburg, South Carolina. More of your calls on the other side and more of your answers to our storytelling question of the day. Besides an autograph, what is the best free souvenir that you have ever taken home from a sporting event? Besides an autograph, most of the answers we get in this storytelling question are foul balls or occasionally home run balls from baseball games. Major League Baseball franchises. Did you know that since 1913, 1913, Every ticket to a Major League Baseball game has included the fine print where you, the ticket holder, assume all risks inherent to the game of baseball. That might include getting struck between the eyes by a line drive and being rushed to the hospital, or in rare cases, dying. Because of these headlines and these tragedies, we're now up to two MLB franchises that have extended the protective netting all the way from behind home plate where it's been for a long time to both foul pole poles. The White Sox did it earlier this week. The Nationals are doing it right now. They're the only two, but it remains a big matter of debate for Major League Baseball teams. And you can guess what the baseball fans who say they're against extra netting, you can guess what they say. They want that foul ball. Did you ever take your glove to a baseball game when you were a kid hoping for a souvenir? I've told that story before. My, my sister was so embarrassed that she wanted me to leave my glove in the car. What are people going to think, you little geek? There's no way you're going to get a baseball. We're sitting too far away. You're not going to get a ball. But, but Dad, I really want to bring my glove. I might get a foul ball or a home run. Make Debbie stop making fun of me. I brought my glove, Darren. 
I negotiated my way into Philadelphia Veterans Stadium, and I did not back down when my sister said bringing my glove to the game made me look like a geek. Did you ever hear the story of what I did? I negotiated. It was way before I became an attorney, but at like 10 years old, I negotiated my way in with my glove, even with coming to terms with my embarrassed older sister, Debbie. That story with your calls next on The David Glenn Show. I made a reference to Mike Krzyzewski of Duke and his GOAT status. And I kid you not, I got angry emails. If I really wanted to insult somebody, I would include some kind of sentence about being in the bleeping prairie chewing on grass. This is The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. Matthew in Greenville has an interesting answer to the question of the day. With Tim Duncan back in the NBA, this time as an assistant coach with the San Antonio Spurs, we asked the question, who are the most world-famous sports figures that we can claim as representatives of our state of North Carolina or the pro teams or university teams here? Michael Jordan is the runaway leader, of course. Steph Curry, Mike Krzyzewski, Tim Duncan, and others from the basketball world are also going to make our top ten. Arnold Palmer from the golf world, formerly of Wake Forest, a good answer. Mia Hamm of the women's soccer explosion, always a representative of UNC, of course. Matthew in Greenville has a very intriguing answer as long as the judges will allow it. One thing I promised, because Major League Baseball safety netting is back in the headlines, White Sox and Nationals are the first two MLB teams ever to extend safety netting all the way from behind home plate to the foul poles in left field and right field. Major League Baseball fans are in favor of extended safety netting, but the 22% who say that they don't want it say they're willing to take the risk. They want autographs before the game, and the netting can complicate that. They want a chance at a foul ball during the game. And, of course, the netting doesn't prevent that entirely. If it's a pop-up, it can still go over the net and into your area in foul territory. But what's being prevented, of course, is the line drive that has actually killed people and sent two- and three-year-olds, among others, to the hospital in very serious conditions. Way back as a kid, when I was going to Veteran Stadium, and my older sister Debbie said, I, I was already a geeky little brother in her eyes. Hard to believe, I know, staff. You just have to picture me many, many years ago. Haven't been called that in, I don't know, at least a couple days. Debbie didn't want her geeky little brother to look doubly geeky by bringing his Little League baseball mitt into the stadium. The young lawyer, clearly alive and kicking inside of me, even at the age of 10, said, all right, if it's that big a deal to my sister as we're getting out of my dad's van and getting walking toward the stadium, under these conditions and these conditions only, I will save my teenage sister embarrassment by leaving my glove in the car only if everybody says that if they catch a home run or a foul ball at this Phillies baseball game at the old veteran stadium, it's mine. Otherwise, no deal. So, of course, Debbie didn't care about signing the – she's like, of course, anything to, to save me from the embarrassment of my little brother. All the adults are like, yeah, whatever. What are the odds we'll catch something? Sure enough, you know what happened, Darren Vaughn? Guy named Cesar Cedeno – Put one into our section off of my idol, the lefty Steve Carlton. Someone in our group got the ball, 
and under the terms as I wrote them <laughs> at nine or ten years old. I got that souvenir baseball. I have it to this day. In that case, safety netting would not have prevented it. I didn't even know where we were sitting as it turned out. You know, we were not a wealthy family. We, I was lucky to be, you know, we used to call it the 700 level. Like you needed binocul binoculars to see what was going on. We were basically in the left center field bleachers. So when Cedeno got a hold of one, it was a home run ball. God knows, I don't know if they were th shouting throw it back in the 1970s. But I would have rather thrown a limb back onto that field <laughs> than given up my souvenir baseball. Whether they said it or not to the little kid to intimidate me, I don't know. But that ball made its way into my hands, and you'd have a better chance of prying something from the jaws of a lion than getting that souvenir baseball away from me. Storytelling day. Besides an autograph, what is the best free souvenir you've ever taken home from any sporting event? For many of you, it's a foul ball or a home run ball at a baseball game, which brings the safety netting issue back into play. Matthew is in Greenville. And next up on the David Glenn Show, remember Kurt Busch, NASCAR star, is dropping by in 15 minutes. Matthew, welcome to the program. Go right ahead. Hey, thanks, BG, for having me on again. Great to, uh, great to have you. You have a creative answer here. Go ahead. I feel like we should claim I'm going to let you use your legal background to dispute <laughs> and uh, win over the judges, but maybe not in this generation now, but in my generation, Andre the Giant was about as global as you could get before social media. Tell me your gen your generation is similar to mine. Are you like a 40-something or a 50-something? Uh, Mid-30-something. All right. So so right you behind you. But All I still right. remember the maybe more the glory days of uh, professional wrestling. I don't really follow it anymore, yeah. but, uh, Oh, know. there's no doubt. I mean, I'll put it this way. Andre the giant for a period of many decades, we're talking about how, you know, Richard Petty can be a superstar here, but NASCAR is not global. Uh, Julius Peppers and Cam Newton are national superstars and icons. NFL guys are less global than basketball guys are. They're just more in the world that know Michael Jordan, Steph Curry, even college guys like Mike Krzyzewski, et cetera. Andre the Giant, and for good measure, let's throw, and Matthew, I think you would endorse this as well. If we're going to claim Andre the Giant, for those who don't know, I think he's from France, but he used as his home base North Carolina, a small town not far from Charlotte. He needed to be near an airport because – as, you know, the eighth wonder of the world, Andre the Giant, seven foot whatever and 500 pounds. I mean, you'd expect like the Barnum and Bailey Circus Carnival Barker to be describing this guy as he stepped over the top rope. If we're going to claim Andre the Giant, who's not even a true North Carolinian in the, in the typical sense, but he did, again, use us as his home base for a long time, we got to throw Ric Flair in there. I mean, is anybody more world famous from the wrestling world for decades than Ric Flair? Long limousines, jet airplanes, custom-made clothes, and any woman in the world I want, well, just like that. What do you think, Matthew? If we're going to put Andre the Giant on there, I mean, you can give me whoever else you want from modern-day wrestling. Like Matthew, I knew this stuff better years ago than I know it now. I mean, you want to throw a John Cena at me? Who else you got? I mean, The Rock came up the wrestling ranks. He's certainly world famous. These, those guys are not state of North Carolina guys. What do you think, judges? Can we slide Andre? 
I wonder how long he used us as his home base. Was it a long time? Was it like 10 or 20 years? Do you know, Matthew? I do not know. I know he's uh, buried here. Yeah. Um, and I would take Ric Flair as well, but because of uh, Andre's film career as well, I figured he probably yeah. had a little bit more recognition. Well done. That's true. An outstanding acting role for Andre the Giant. Um I'm putting them both in my top 10. World famous, right? World famous. That's the key phrase today. I think it's a lot of basketball people, a couple of wrestlers, an Arnold Palmer, a Mia Hamm. I mean, Vince McMahon is fairly world famous. He's an ECU grad. Right. I don't know if I want a wrestling trifecta in our top 10. Do you think? World famous, though. Ric Flair and Andre the Giant, by every definition of world famous, we're world famous. I'm glad Matthew was listening and contributing today. I don't think I would have forgotten those guys. But most people are thinking in terms of our biggest MLB players, our biggest NBA, NHL, uh, NFL. And, and not again, not all of those are truly worldwide events. M let's see. Am I past 10 yet? Do we have our time capsule? Michael Jordan, Steph Curry, Mike Krzyzewski, Arnold Palmer, Mia Hamm, Ric Flair, Tim Duncan, Andre the Giant. I got a couple... You know, the Harlem Globetrotters were world famous for a while, and both Meadowlark Lemon and Curly Neal are from North Carolina. Now, I don't, they were world famous for how long, and was that like pre-explosion of cable TV? Probably so. You got Jimmy V and Dean Smith as more college basketball coaches. Lawrence Taylor, certainly a legendary football player. Um, Dominique Wilkins is a fairly well-known international basketball name as well. Are we forgetting anybody? Again, some of the big names are plenty famous here, but not as world famous. That is the key phrase as we celebrate Tim Duncan's return to the NBA as now an assistant coach with the San Antonio Spurs. In 10 minutes, Kurt Busch is going to drop by. He has not won the Cup Series championship yet, but he is among the points leaders as we speak, and he just beat out his brother Kyle at the wire at the NASCAR race in Kentucky. Kurt Busch joined us right after winning the Daytona 500 two years ago. He'll drop by in about 10 minutes. Dave Odom later, Darren Gant on the NFL later. Your call's in between. You're, we're glad you're with us on the David Glenn Show. Jerome Robinson, are you a hugger or a handshake guy? H how does it work if Adam Silver is waiting for you? I really don't know. I, I hope it's not awkward. <laughs> um, you know, I hope it's not like a hand to hug to hand kind of thing, but I don't know. I might just mess around and just hug him. No hands. I think he's so. a hugger. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. When Kurt Busch won the Daytona 500 two years ago, he partied all night with Rob Gronkowski, among others, and then he joined us on the David Glenn Show. Well, 10 days ago, he beat out his brother Kyle for a win in Kentucky, and he wants to go out Elway style. Kurt Busch next. Coach Lou Holtz is joining us. What can you tell us about those four seasons in Raleigh? Everybody from North Carolina calling us Boo You and Agriculture You. And I remember walking in the press conference saying, I want everybody in the state to understand agriculture is better than no culture. Stay with us on The David Glenn Show.